right, I'm currently on the phone with Christine. She's another musician that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give her the chance to introduce herself. Oh, hi, I'm Christine. I play violin, bass, and guitar. Excellent. So I always like to find out, you know, how a musician first came in connection with music. When did you first, you know, consider music to be a pathway that you wanted to pursue? When I was about 12, I saw Josie and the Pussycats movie, and I thought that the girls were like so cool that I wanted to learn how to play. Okay. And so uh, once you kind of figured that out, how did you kind of um, decide that you were going to go down the pathway of learning instrumentation the way that you did? Well, back then we didn't even have the internet. So I had to learn by pictures. Um, so there I had my, I asked for my birthday for a guitar and my grandpa got me a guitar when I was a kid and I had no idea how to play it. So I had some old music books and they had these squares with lines and dots on them. And I had to try to figure out what these lines and dots were. And at first I was actually playing it upside down. <laughs> okay. And then my brother played a little bit. So I used to bang on his door and not leave him alone as being the annoying little sister until he taught me a new chord. So once a week, he would let me learn one new chord. So I got to learn C, G, D, and A, and that's where I started. Okay, so you were very much self-taught and didn't have really have anybody around you aside from your brother that... Uh, help could help guide your introduction into how to play an instrument. Yeah, it was very self-taught. Okay, did you ever uh, pursue any um, like private lessons? Yes. So as as I got older, um, so when I graduated and I was on my own and I had my own place and my own money and I could do what I wanted, I went and I took a few lessons and they showed me how to read tabs and sheet music and then I just kept practicing. And then I had a friend who, um, she was more of a professional musician, and she showed me kind of how to convert that knowledge onto the bass and how to hold it, hold the bass differently than the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then I did a semester of vocals at a the jazz college and then i did some a lot of private singing lessons. Okay, so it sounds like um after you got out on your own and had, you know, the discretion to spend money the way that you wanted, you pursued private lessons and then used that knowledge to kind of get yourself more uh, in tune with what you wanted out of music. Would that be correct? Yes. Okay. And so at that point, when you were, you know, at the point of still being a, well, I guess everybody's kind of still a student of it, but as you were learning throughout the process, but um, how did you kind of envision what you wanted out of music, where you wanted to go, what you, where you saw your life headed? Well, when I was young and when I was a teenager, I thought that I could start a rock band. And, and then when I got older, I started to realize how little time that people actually have to dedicate to a lot of this stuff. So it just became more of a side hobby. And then I started writing a few songs and I put them on Reverb Nation. And at the time I thought they were like really awesome. And then I look back and then as my like music knowledge has grown, I look back and go, geez, there was really some polishing that could have used. <laughs> I, I think that's probably a fair assessment for a lot of people when they look back at the original material that they wrote. Um, 
you know, as we grow, we learn more. We get more uh, in tuned with how we like to create and looking back at stuff where that we didn't have the processes for creation that, you know, we developed throughout a period of time working in music. It, it can be jarring for sure. At the time, I thought for sure it was going to be like a one hit wonder. And, and I guess uh, when you're young, you like to kind of, you know, you fantasize a little bit about about how awesome something is and then you then you grow up and you learn real things <laughs> well so uh stepping back uh you mentioned that uh you realize that people don't have a lot of time to commit to mm -hmm. uh, music and things like that um mm -hmm. Tell me a bit about uh, your attempts to kind of look into getting a band together, uh, if that's where you're kind of pulling that information from. Yeah, now I'm not so much into the whole band thing, but when I was younger, I was definitely, I was in Victoria, big city, you know, lots of people. I was definitely into that. But now I'm older and I have a kid and I've got, you know, mom and wife responsibilities and, um, I, I have a friend that wants to learn guitar and I tell her, um, cause I play violin now. And I said, I only practice about an hour a week. And I said, after three years of taking violin lessons and I practiced one hour a week, that's it. And I said, I'm already in level six. So before you know it, you just, just a tiny little bit of consistency. Right. They say, you know, to learn an instrument, uh, you should, give it 20 minutes a day kind of thing mm -hmm. well i guess a lot of the a lot of the knowledge converted over from guitar because it's all strings to violin so it's it's pretty much the same thing you're just holding it in a different way okay and then um I suppose what I'm, I'm looking for is at what point did you kind of transition from uh, considering the whole rock band type lineup to uh, having the kind of like solo kind of hobbyist mindset towards music? Oh, when I had a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that could definitely do it. That'll take time for sure. When I had a child um, and then he became my whole life. I guess it just depends on your priorities. For me, I, I enjoy doing music and I think I actually enjoy it better as a, a hobby or an escape mm -hmm. than, than pursuing some kind of, you know, rock band type thing where you have to travel and be away from your family or, sure. or you know, if the child wants to sleep and you're keeping them up. Absolutely. So tell me a bit about your uh, your projects that you are currently work on working on as a hobby. Uh, right now, I've kind of taken a lot away from the whole music side of things, and now I'm writing books. And I have a friend who does audio backtracks, so I'm working on some audio books, and he does some cool musical stuff in the background and we're working on taking his electronic music and kind of engineering it into visual audiobooks. Okay, so you've kind of taken uh, you know, that desire to be creative and record and kind of transition to that into uh, you know, more of uh, I don't want to say just <laughs> audiobooks because I know there is a lot of creative process that goes into that but you're still kind of pursuing something that's uh, somewhat tangentially related to music. Yeah, well, there's like a lot of different skills out there that we have 
that are like hidden little jobs and it's there's ways to find how to use these things but also make money at them because there's a lot of um fun things that don't pay so if you find the technical side of things that are a lot of really boring slow fine what do you, like little fine details those kinds of tasks those are the things that pay um so what do you kind of see for yourself going forward into the future, like five or 10 years? Um, do you want to see the the hobby side of music develop into more of a, a career or are you kind of content with where it is? Give me some detail about that. So I want to um, do more comedy centered things because I've started writing comedy scripts for people and content for people so i want to take some music and make parodies and do parody songs and parody youtube videos but doing the behind the scenes stuff because it's a lot easier to do the behind the scenes and let someone else do the performing sure definitely so essentially you want to be kind of on staff for uh, a group mm -hmm. as yeah. a content creator kind of thing on the supporting team. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I suppose that's a better term for it, definitely. Um, awesome. So with uh, you know all the time and experience that you have working in you know the different aspects of music and also recording and engineering, what are uh, some of the memories that stand out to you that have helped keep you motivated and want to keep doing it? Um, motivated to keep me doing it you know i'm not sure why i want to but i just keep doing it anyway I've, I've got a whole whiteboard here with a bunch of sticky notes on it of sticky note things that i'm supposed to do and i'm not sure why i want to but i guess in a way music is just kind of therapeutic and yeah, a memory that stands out only it's kind of unrelated, but I'm just thinking about how when my son was little, I couldn't play the guitar anymore because he always would grab it from me. So that's when I switched to violin because I would stand up and he couldn't reach it and I could play the violin while he was jumping up and down trying to get me. Interesting. I could definitely see that. Uh, my son definitely grabs other guitar whenever I'm playing it. So I can, I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> mommy's time <laughs> <laughs> right um all right well do you have uh any social media links out there where people can look at the stuff that you have put out uh and what you're going to be working on um yes so i've got a facebook page and it's christine dubois author and i've got a web page called christinesbooks.ca and that's probably enough links Okay. All right. And then I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last words. So just a message that you feel you resonate with that you want to put out there. Um, do it even though you're tired. Just do it anyway. <laughs>